You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. On a bright, bright spring morning on a winding forest road east of the city of Port Halleck, your travels are interrupted by something quite unexpected. So we've, I've wandered a bit, a bit, did a few more random explorations off Mike, and they were just your standard randomy things. You happen upon a small lean-to erected at the base of a trio of large pines. You cautiously approach and discover that despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search yields no further clues as to the identity of whoever was last here, you make a note of this location and silently vow to return here soon. Back to the last safe location, West... And save. Now, who is it this time? Alright, explore the realms at random. Small lean-to. As you near the small lean-to, you suddenly become aware of a figure slinking through the trees on your left. You turn to find yourself confronted by a slight man, clad in a tattered tunic, brandishing a long, curved knife. The scowling man fixes his cool gaze upon you as he menacingly advances. Come to have another look, have we? He sneers. Snark, Wormfoot. I am stranger. You might know my name. Yours is of no consequence to me. With that, the murderous fugitive launches himself at you, his deadly knife poised to pierce your flesh. You boldly battle Sark Wormfoot. And finally, this one is a green one. So, okay, it turns out they're not scaled. It just so happened that I was fighting them all. <laughs> the ones I fought just happened to be in the... in the greeny... in the blue and purple area. Anyway, let's subdue him, since we can. Sark stabs at you with his long-bladed knife. Take him down. Particularly brutal stroke for a few damage. 
Another particularly brutal stroke for 10 damage. And he is subdued. Not slain, just subdued. 21 XP. At last, Sark is subdued. You quickly and securely bind his hands and feet, going to great lengths to ensure the dangerous outlaw poses no further threat to you. A quick search of your captive turns up the following. It's Sark's stab. It's exceptional. This is the knife you took from Sark Wormfoot after defeating him. The weapon is of exceptional quality. And 160 gold tokens. When you're ready, you set out for Twinned Keep with your new captive, Sark. Now unwilling in tow. Upon your return to Twinned Keep, you are met in the courtyard outside the main tower by the captain of the guard and six of his men-at-arms. The guardsmen are elated to discover that another accomplice of the phantom assassin has seen an end to his murderous days. The captain of the guard takes Sark Wormfoot into his custody and informs the outlaw of his, over, that is, of his overdue sentence of death that will at last be fulfilled. Word of the fugitive cap, fugitive's capture quickly spreads throughout the keep and you are immediately summoned to the thane's private chambers. Wine or Paleo? asks Thane Porrand as you are ushered into his private chambers, high in the main tower of Twinned Keep. He gazes at you expectantly, and is awaiting a long thought after answer to some dire question of state. Paleo! A prudent choice, given the nip of the season that assails us. He says, filling a heavy wooden mug with freshly brewed paleo. Can't seem to break myself away from it these days. Suppose there are worse afflictions. He hands you the steaming mug and takes the seat opposite. Now, Sir Crokington, he says, sipping carefully from his mug and leaning back in his chair. Pray tell me about this Sark Wormfoot you were kind enough to bring round for us. Thane Porrant listens with great interest as you relate to him your encounter with and subsequent defeat of Sark Wormfoot. He nods approvingly as you give him the final details leading up to your return to Twinned Keep. I should have preferred you show no leniency in your encounter with the scum, he says, yet your compassion is commendable. I cannot deride you for the, for the honourable quality you possess. What are I? Strive to find it myself sometimes. Well done, Sir Crokington. Thane Porrand rises and again congratulates you on your success, meeting you on the shoulder cross. If word has indeed reached our elusive target, he says, referring to Edwin Southwanner, the phantom assassin, he must, he must at least be sleeping less well these nights. No doubt he now realises his tether goes shorter by the day. 512 experience to general. Thaypoint also presents you with the bounty for Sark Wormfoot, which is 2,000 gold. Following a hearty meal, you retire for the night within the protective walls of Twinned Keep. You again rise with the, do- with the dawn and bid farewell to Thaypoint as you once again set out in search of the phantom assassin and his villainous gang. Alright, leave, 
leaving twin to keep west and save well met fellow adventurers all right we're back with sir crokington she's been boosted a little bit by the dreamstone and gained a bit of experience from all the adventures she's had recently so now she's got an MR of 73 and an NV of 26 and 88 SP. Anyway, we're going back to hunt for the Phantom Assassin, which means we'll be exploring the realms at random. There's two cave goblins, we'll just smash them up. Well, stab them up. Keep exploring. Five giant rats. Oh no. They're probably bigger than me. But they're still stabbed. And two XP. On a sombre afternoon. In late afternoon. On a pot. On a plot. On a road winding through the, a bleak moor north of the city of Port Havoc. Wait a minute. You can't have a, anything north of the city of Port Halleck. It's on the coast. Of north is the sea. It's the sea. The sea is north of Port Halleck. Although Port Halleck is... I mean, you went northeast or northwest, you'd find things. Because it's kind of... It's in, it's in the middle of the sand split, which goes down. Northeast or northwest? Yes, you'd find things. But plain north, it's just the sea. Hmm. Well, I guess that sort of thing can happen when you just randomly generate the quotes. Because it'd be a lot, it would be a way, 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 way too much work to stop that sort of thing from happening. Anyway. Your travels are interrupted by something quite unexpected. Okay, I'm north-east of Port Halleck. North-east. But I got turned around a bit and thought I was north. <laughs> you happen upon an old cabin at the edge of a tangled thicket. You cautiously approach and discover that despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search, we had no further clues as to the identity of whoever was last here. Make a note of this location and silently vow to return here soon. Right, back to a safe place. Rest to restore a little bit of SP. Save, just in case. Alright, explore the worms at random. Return to the abandoned cavern. Eh. I don't, they haven't really made use of exploring the realms at random for anything else. You know, maybe it's something you could do. Just make, make a bit more use of exploring the realms at random. I mean, yeah, he has put several, put about half a dozen little events in there. And I think if you just explore Furnace you might miss some of them. There's the spider cave, there's a bandit camp, there's the deem, there's the gate, there's the gem. I'm sure there's some others. Oh, anyway, return to the abandoned cabin. 
as you approach the old cabin, the door flies open and you find yourself confronted by a tall man with a pointed black beard, wielding a large axe. His torn face and weathered features betray a lengthy and rugged stay he has endured in the wild. Recalling his description, you have no doubt that the, uh, that the steering fighter figure now advancing steadily upon you is no other than Zijin, an axe-wielding accomplice of the Phantom Assassin. You bravely hold your ground against the cold-blooded killer. Okay, I'm going to have to make sure I hop out of the way. Because otherwise I'll be chopped in half. And I'm pretty sure that'll be fatal. Because I'm not a flatworm. They'll be fine. They can survive being chopped in half. Well, depends which angle you do. You do it long ways. You get two flatworms. Regular earthworms? Nope, nope, you get one dead worm. Yeah, you've got to be pretty simple to survive being chopped in half. Anyway, here comes Zijin. Well, he's a plus five roll, so I'll go and give him a subdue. Yeah, I think think the the range and difficulty of the assassin's accomplishments is a lot narrower than the wiki suggests. Hmm. Or maybe it's been changed again. Zijin chops at you with his heavy axe, and I am subduing him. Ooh, brutal stroke for 17 damage. Another brutal stroke for 11 damage. And he is subdued. 37 XP at last. Zijin is subdued. He quickly and securely binds his hands and feet going to great lengths to ensure that the dangerous outlaw poses no further threat to you. A quick search of your captive turns up the following. It's Zijing's axe, it's exceptional, it's four melee waiting, and it's way too big. So I'll just put it in my magical bag of carrying way too, way more stuff than makes even a lick of sense, and I'll be selling it later. Hopefully some, someone will collect it. Put it in. Put it in their collection of weapons of vicious murderers. You know where you put the weapon on the display. Put a little plaque displaying who the murderer it comes from is, and how they were caught. And probably explaining in excruciating detail some of their more famous crimes, and probably their method of execution. Because these people are going to be executed. There's just no doubt about it. I'm not going to settle for anything else. And Thane Poland does not. He's not the kind of person to show mercy to mass murderers. Well, well less for the main adventure, but that's always a bit doubtful. Because your mass murder was always out in the wild, where they may or may not have happened. Or of goblins, and no one cares about goblins. Except the other goblins, and their goblin mums. They care. Do goblins have mums? It's never really cla clarified. Anyway, 150 gold tokens. When you're ready, you set out for Twin Keep with your newfound captive Zijin. Now unwillingly in tow. Right, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Maybe I just 
put him in my mysterious inventory bag. Knot it up. Yeah, maybe that. Well, I am quite strong. I have a might of 16. Upon your return to Trent Keep, you are met in the courtyard outside the main tower by the captain of the guard and six of his men-at-arms. The guardsmen are elated to discover another accomplice of the phantom assassin as has seen an end to his murderous days. The captain of the guard takes Zijin into his custody and informs the outlaw of his overdue sentence of death would at last be fulfilled. Word of the fugitive's capture quickly spreads throughout the keep and you are immediately summoned to the Thane's private chambers. Rootwine or Paleo? Thane Pond asks as you ushered into his private chambers high in the main tower twin keep. He gazes you expectantly as if awaiting a long sword after answer to some dire question of fate. Question of state. Both! A lady after my own heart, he laughs, decanting a sizable helping of root wine into a small silver vessel and filling a heavy wooden mug with a steaming, freshly brewed paleo. It makes sense. So you probably wouldn't want to put paleo in anything metal because the metal would just conduct all the heat away really quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we, yeah, we do tend to not put our hot beverages in anything metallic. I mean, there are exceptions, of course. Like, if you... It's a thermos flask, it's, there's other things going on there. A lot of stuff. He hands both the drinks to you and takes the seat opposite. Now, Sir Crokington, he says. Careful, sipping carefully from his mug and leaning back in his chair. Pray tell me all about this Zijin you are kind enough to bring round for us. Thane Pollard listens with great interest as you relate to him your encounter with and a recent defeat of Zijin. He nods approvingly as you give him the final details leading up to your return to Trin Keep. Yeah, and then I bashed his head on a rock. And then I bashed his head on another rock. And then he got stuck in a ditch. And I had to kind of push him out from the bottom. And he said, hey, hey, hey. If you untie me, I'll walk myself. I said, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. You're going to run away and go and murder more people. He said, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I just got, I just got the murderies, you know. You got the murderies and you have to murder someone. You got all this murdery feeling. Would have preferred that you show no leniency in your encounter with the villain, he says. Yet your compassion is commendable. I cannot deride you for the honourable quality you possess. What does I strive hard to find in myself sometime? Well done, Sir Crokington. Thane Point rises and again congratulates you on your success, meeting you in a shoulder cross. Pair left to go. Would hardly have believed it possible at the outset. You are do yourself, my friend. Remarkable showing indeed. 512 experience to general. And Thane Point also presents you with the bounty of a Zergin. That's 2,000 gold tokens. 
Following a hearty meal, you retire for the night within the protective walls of Twinned Keep. You, you rise with the dawn and bid farewell to Thane Pollen as you once again prepare to set out in search of the Phantom Assassin and his villainous gang. Alright, back to back to the main gates of Trithic and save and then we'll be searching once more. Oh, I've got a small correction to make. It turns out Port Halleck is very close, is not at the bottom of the sand split, that's Talonus. So, not really much to the north. It's not quite at the tip of the top. The very top is a bit to the northwest, but northeast, that's to see. So, so the, where the things are exploring would have been north west of Port Halleck. Maybe a little bit north, but not much. I mean, the exact local topography is not explored. Anyway, back to exploring the worms at random. Is a skeletal knight. Was he a skeleton first or a knight first? Who knows? Anyway, down he goes. Or she. Mountain goblin. Down he go. Keep on exploring. On a frigid winter morning in a hidden vale near Tysa's eastern border, you pull upon the gaping, snow-covered, moss-covered mouth of a dark cave. Enter the cave. As you approach the cave, the sound of scuttling echoes from within. You've taken less than a dozen steps, when you suddenly find yourself confronted by one of the horrid dentists that makes this place its home. An extremely massive brown spider charges out of the mouth of the cave and attacks. You struggle to fend off the vicious arachnid. Oh, bad enough at being massive, but extremely massive? And I don't think we're going to end up being friends. Because there's no be friends button. That's very rare. Don't usually find that in RPGs, though. Be friends button. More of them should have it. The spider rears up and strikes at you. Oh, it's slapping me with the palps. Pain whacks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins. Wait a minute, a spider this big doesn't need venom. I mean, you don't use venom, you don't need it. It's very expensive to make. Keeps uh, well. And it is slain. Bye-bye. 4xp, the spider is dead. You step over the bulky, twitching remains of the arachnid and stare into the shadowy mouth of the cave. Again, something stirs in the... Extremely massive black spider this time. Yeah, because spiders, they don't care about colour. Because a lot of them don't see it. Some of them do. The jumping spiders, they'll see colour. Because they've got brilliant eyesight. But the more orb-wielding spiders, they wouldn't. Because you don't need... When you've made a web, you don't need to see that well. You've got the web to say, to sense things for you. And if it jiggles, you got something. You don't need sight. You've got a web. <laughs> spider is dead. You step over the bulky, twisting remains of the arachnid 
and stare into the shadowy mouth of the cave. Again, something stirs in the gloom. Phew, this one's only large. I can handle large. Ooh, pain whacks my body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins. You know. And it is slain. Another 2xp. A gargantuan black spider. Oh no, it's gargantuan. Ugh, I'm having to... I have to jump as hard as I can just to get up and stab it. Yeah, so I'm just kind of parkouring across the limbs and getting to the back of the head and just stabbing from there. And Spider's trying to shake me off, but it can't because I'm, I'm at the back of the head and I'm holding on tight. Ah, stabby, 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 stab. Oh, oh, it got a bite on me somehow. I guess he just shriveled its head. Anyway, it is slain. 5xp, something stirs in the gloom. Gargantuan black spider, another one. And it is slain. That's 6xp, ooh. That's been the toughest one yet. And a gargantuan brown spider. Ooh, no. yep, and slain. Alright, time to take a little bit of healing. Oh, a gargantuan grey spider. What this this one's This one's got a red danger rating. Okay. I'm going to Never Energy Blast, Never Energy Blast, Never Energy Blast, Never Energy Blast, Never Uh one, just just one. It's too big. It's too big. You turn and flee, dashing wildly. To put the spider lair considerable distance behind you. All right, back to Trithic. Let's have a nap. That spider was too big. I need smaller spiders. Not much smaller. Yeah, feet tall. Then you can pet them. Or in Sir Crokington's case, ride them. Yeah, but no, no, no one has done that yet. Made wideable spiders with tiny little saddles. That'd be so cool. Alright, exploring the realms at random once more. Two greater witherers. The Well, they're a type of undead. I've been countering a lot of them in Proving Grounds 3. Oops. Three mountain goblins. Take them. Oh, and six gold as well. It all goes to the pile. Just after dusk, near the ruins of a wizard tower on Tysa's western frontier, your travels are interrupted by something quite unexpected. Happen across a makeshift shelter constructed out of wooden poles and the pelts of a variety of animals. You cautiously approach and discover that despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search, you have no further clues as to the identity of whoever was here, though I suspect they are a murderer. You make note of this location and silently vow to return here soon. Soon. Return. That's safe location. West. Save, and then I'll go back there. Return to the pelt shelter. You return. 
Returned to the location of the pole and pelt shelter, much to her surprise, you're greeted by a middle-aged, raven-haired woman. She steps out of the structure and places a hand on the hilt of the serrated blade swinging at her side. For a moment, I thought you were another border ranger, she snickles. That's my fill of them of late. No doubt the desire to die has brought you here. Whether that proves true or not, death you shall receive. The woman draws a serrated long blade and leaps at you, executing a series of masterful strokes with the deadly weapon. This is Yulia of Highgate. Alright, she's a 13 plus, so I'm not going to try subduing. Instead, I'm going to summon an entity. Yeah, so it boosts my MR quite a bit. Summon another entity. Decimates my foe. Keep summoning the entities. The withering touch of your enemy drains away your strength. Three, three points temporarily lost for your melee waiting. And as you really slashes you with a serrated blade. Summon the entity again. Keep summoning entities. Stop draining my MR. Oh dear, I don't think I'll survive this this way. Just getting unlucky. Yep, yep, I was just killed. Fortunately, I just saved, so... That didn't actually happen. Alright, at random. Exploring worlds at random. Pelt Shelter. Yuli of Highgate. Alright, summon entity. What else can I do, uh... A melee scry? Yeah, okay, maybe that. Boost my MR, but no, that's not good enough. Sword of Thought. Paralyzing your foe. Yeah, that's good. Alright, okay. Another Sword of Thought. Enemies unable to attack this world. Yeah, because it's a because I got this one up to fifty. Sort of thought. Sustain power last two more rounds. Three melee waiting. Last round. Sort of thought. Right. Melee scry for the last few rounds. And slain. All right. 118 XP. Your area collapses to the ground as your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing her head. You'll, ta you'll take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of Yulia's death. A quick search of Yulia's corpse turns up the following. A serrated blade of despair. This is a serrated longsword you took from Yulia of Highgate after defeating her. This weapon is of magical quality. Now remember to pick it up. 286 gold. When you're ready, you set out for Twinned Keep with Yulia's head. Disturbingly enough, now tuck safely in amongst your belongings. Upon your return to Twinned Keep, you are met in the courtyard outside the main tower. But the captain of the guard and six of his men at arms. 
The guardsmen are elated to discover that another accomplice of the Phantom Assassin has seen an end to her murderous days. The captain of the guard takes the head of the Uli of Highgate and is immediately granted an audience with Thane Porrid, to whom he presents the grim trophy on your behalf. You are quickly ushered into the Thane's private chambers. Woodwine or Pelia? Thane Porrid asks as you are ushered into his private chambers high in the main tower of Twin Keep. He gazes you expectantly, as if awaiting a long-sought-after answer to some dire question of state. Er, uh, Pelio. I'm still tipsy for the root wine. A prudent choice, giving the nip of the season that assails us, he says, filling a heavy wooden mug with freshly brewed Pelio. Can't seem to break myself away from it these days. Suppose there are worse afflictions. He hands you the steaming mug and takes a seat opposite. Now, Sir Crokington, he stares, sipping carefully from the mug and leaning back in his chair. Pray, tell me all about this Yulu of Highgate you were kind enough to bring round for us. Thanepold listens with great interest as you relate to him your encounter with and subsequent defeat of Yulu of Highgate. He nods approvingly as you give him the final details leading up to your return to Trin Keep. Well, you did away with that scum in the wild, he says. You spared us the public spectacle that hanging would undoubtedly provide. The city and the kingdom at large, mind you, leave no such spectacles these days. There was enough bloodshed in our midst. A fine showing, Sir Crokington. Thane Poland rises, and the king congratulates you on your success, eating you in a shoulder cross. Now comes a dangerous hour, he says. Only one, only Idrun, and one of his accomplices remain at large. They will no doubt fight like poor corner beasts when found. I urge you all due caution, my friend. 512 experience to general, and... Thane Poland also presents you with a bounty for Yuri of Highgate, which is 2,000 gold tokens, which is nice. Following a hearty meal, you retire for the night within the protective walls of Twin Keep. You rise with the dawn and bid farewell to Thane Poland, as you once again prepare to set out in search of the Phantom Assassin and his villainous gang. Alright, now one, just a bit more exploring the realms at random. Alright, can are my skills good enough to level up? Not quite. Even divination is still a bit short. No, my powers, I mean, what are my skills? No, no, they're, they're behind, they're behind. Weaponry and weaponry slashing 45, so... At this level, it's taking slightly longer for them to level up. You can't just get, you can't expect to get a level up after every single tough fight anymore. Because it takes 192 experience to get to the next level now. Well, for, so Crokington, it varies a little depending on your, your base stats. Alright, and now, exploring the realms at random. Keep exploring. Hopefully, oh, that's just uh, nothing's message. Black striped bear. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you thought this was so tiny you could eat me. Well, you can't. So there. Ah, 6xp. 
Nope, that's a big nothing. Three brigands. They're now big gond or something. Nine giant ants. The exploration takes you far and wide across the realms. Proceed without incident till, on a rainy summer morning, on the outskirts of a small village west of the city of Twinsborn. Your travels are interrupted by nine giant ants. You quickly find yourself engaged in a bitter struggle for survival. Nine giant ants begin combat. Oh, it's a six plus. They snap at you with their pincers. And they are slain, even though it only took three rounds to defeat nine of them. I guess uh, they exploded themselves, because some ants can do that. For its be. You spend the next small while resting from your encounter with the nine giant ants and plotting your next course of action. Probably dinner of these giant ants. Giant ants, they got giant bits of meat in them. When you've sufficiently recovered, you once again set off on your way. Keep exploring. Two shadows. Just going to stab these shadows with my magical knife. Keep exploring. Exploring some more. It's a high wall beetle. Just going to stab that. On a rainy su summer afternoon, on a forested slope east of the Moonsaw Crossholds, you're startled when you spot a lone figure standing a good distance off, intently watching your every move. A wide-brimmed leather hat adorns the head of the tall, lanky figure, and only moments after you first sighted him, he turns and quickly slips away. Puzzled by the strange encounter, we spend the next few minutes intently searching the area for any sign of the mysterious stranger. Alas, without having found even a shred of evidence he was ever there at all, you once again set off on your way. Keep exploring. Four winged warriors to stab those. Keep. It's a wine beetle. Probably should have read the description for him. Oh well. You can look it up yourself on swift.com. The law book is linked on white from the main page. Lesser shadows. These are also stabbed. Three skeletons. Free the skeletons! No, no, three with a T. Oh. Well, that's not good. <laughs> They might not, well, they're probably not free. They're probably under some sort of necromantic control. Armoured scavenger. That's a big grey beetle. Mountain goblin warrior. All on his own. Probably shouldn't have did that, because now you're dead. Of course, being of the group wouldn't help much. Seven ogres. It's a plus seven difficulty roll, but still, they are slain. 5 XP. I'll just leave this bear on its own. Definitely don't attack these border rangers. Because they've got, they've got enough problems to deal with without being stabbed by a toad.
There's some mountain goblin warriors. Two greater deathless ghouls. These can heal themselves. Yep. Not as much. Not as much as a proper stabbing would do. But it probably help out of combat. Fifteen gold. Uh, four brigands. Hey, I would ask you to go straight, but I've stabbed you all to death. So, a law abiding ghosts. On a sombre afternoon in the late autumn, on the edge of a large forest lake south of the moon shore of Crosswolds, you encounter a roving mass of red slime. The disagreeable pile of slime undulates and swiftly weaves its way towards you, serving its primal urge to sate its voracious appetite. It's a red slime. Red slime weaves and attempts to swallow you up. Don't do that! Acid for your enemies of attack burns your flesh for nine damage. But it's getting stabbed and is slain. Four XP and some just terrible equipment and 19 gold. What part of it in the form of a trinket that's worth eight gold? You spend the next small while resting from your recent encounter and plotting your next course of action. Alright. I set off on my way. It's a dragon beetle. These grey shared beetles can roar as loud as a dragon. Unfortunately, they also breathe fire. That's not particularly good. Ah, oh, I can do a dragon beetle. It's practice for an actual dragon dragon. The dragon beetle wars as it surges forward and attacks and is slain. I keep exploring. Two black striped bears. I'll just take these on. They are pretty tough. They're an 8 plus. And slain. On a frosty autumn morning. On the outskirts of a tangled swamp west of the city of Twindmore, you come across your encounter something. You spot a strange glowing object lying on the ground several yards away. Yep, it's one of those gems. Random XP gem, pick a number, luck 12. 97, 16 XP to general. No sign of the glowing gem fragment. If you're really lucky, twice, you get a good gem and a good roll, you can get up to 4,096 experience. I don't think that's ever happened with me, but I might have forgot. But it can happen. Two mountain goblin warriors. Nope, two of you wasn't enough. Should have had more goblins. And there's, there's the nothing message. Blown, bone bladesmen. They are also slain. Black bone avengers. They're the slightly tougher skeletons. They're tough enough though. Because they are also slain. Mountain goblin warrior. Just on your own. Don't go out on your own. You get stabbed by a toad. Important life lesson for us all there. Eh? But mostly for goblins. 
a solitary bandit. Ugh, you, you, re you, you really should have went after easier thing targets, bandit. But now, now you're not going to rob someone who can't handle it. Not that there's many of those. A Thudwin Brown Bear. Down, down they go. 4xp. The XP is slowly telling up. It's a Thorn Worm. Okay. I'll be seeing some of them soon enough. You know, three mountain goblins and slain. Keep exploring. Two skeletons. Fortunately, it's not quite a skeleton of them. Four skeletons. Almost a skeleton, but more like a skelly hundred weight. Six giant ants. Yeah. Oh, giant ants! Yeah, I'm keeping the exploration going. Oh, I'm going to pause it for a bit until something interesting comes up. Here's a cave goblin war party. It's black difficulty, so I'm going to run away. You take flight from the solitary cave goblin war party. Wait, you can have more than one? Manage to escape successfully. Taking a few moments to catch your breath, you quickly set off on your way. Keep exploring. Solitary ancient Domu. It guards with suspicion as you pass by. Now, I'm just going to leave you be. Because there's, there's no option here to have a chat. Which would be nice, because trees know everything in, in the end. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals no matter how complex they may be real wealth requires real solutions 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. If I could could attack attack that tree, I'd probably know where the Phantom Assassin is. I found something new. It's It's not one of the Assassins, but it's pretty good. Just after dusk, in the pine forest south of the city of Talonus, you encounter a lone traveller who writes to you a tale about a haunted tower in his nearby woods. This traveller tells you the tower is avoided by the locals. As yes, that only the foolhardy would dare venture in near it. Foolhardy, you say? Sign me up! Investigate the haunted tower. Situated at the edge of a small bog, slowly being devoured by the soft earth and crumbling with age, the tower which Traveller spoke is a cheerless, foreboding sight. A gaping, shadowy arch, where heavy oaken doors once stood, provides the only accessible means of entering the decaying structure. So I can enter, move away, or use divination first. Channeling it. You sense the pre- presence of a powerful evil within the tower. For you are not clear with regards to the source of the evil. You have a feeling the tower is deserving of being held as haunted. Well, I better clear this out then. Enter the tower. You enter the tower and find only the top floor of the decaying structure remains intact. A steep, narrow spiral stair rises up from the middle of the floor and winds its way upwards into darkness. This. The ground level of the crumbling tower is piled high with debris from the upper levels that have collapsed over the centuries. Endeavour to climb the stairs. Nearly halfway up the treacherous spiralling stairs, when suddenly your foot slips, you look down and are horrified to see blood seeping out of the stone steps. Yep. Pretty haunted. In a matter of seconds, a torrent of blood is spilling down the steps, making it, making it a struggle to retain your footing and not plummet over the edge. Oh no. Right, pick your number. Although I'm small, so I don't have to fear falling as much. Although I could drown in the blood, and that would be terrible. Picking a number. Bonus of 44. 32 from agility, 12 from luck. Pick now. 46. You lose your footing on the stickened stairs and topple backwards, sliding down several steps before plummeting to the ground level far below. 19 stamina points lost. Oh no, the blood's got into my blood. Maxley survived the floor. You rise painfully to your feet and consider your next course of action. You stand at the ground floor of the tower. Staring up at the set of spiral steps that winds up into the darkness. Putting you, you should again attempt the dangerous climb. Of course. You're only halfway up the treacherous spining steps when suddenly your foot slips. You look down, horrified to see more blood seeping up the stone steps. What? Did, 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 they, did they recycle the old blood or is this new blood? I mean... <laughs> I assume they're cycling the old blood, because there's only so much blood you can make. In a matter of seconds, a torrent of blood is spilling down the steps, making it a struggle to retain your footing and not plummet over the edge. Anyway, 
Same trick again, pick now. 74. You lose your footing on the slickened stairs and topple backwards, sliding down several steps before plummeting to the ground far below. Oh, 22 stamina points lost. All right, I'll just quickly heal that. All right. Third time's a charm. A fall again. All right. Fourth time's a charm. 104. With some nimble, nimble footwork and a good deal of luck, you managed to make it up the steps despite the horrifying flow of, flow of blood that had slickened their surfaces. The top of the steps you pass through a tall stone arch. And, uh, and do a bit of healing and into a small chamber beyond. Your eyes were immediately drawn to a floating, phantasmal figure, vaguely human in shape, pacing back and forth over the many bones that litter the floor. The glowing, shifting, phantasmal entity turns to face you and hisses loudly as it issues a stark warning in a waspy, ghoulish voice. Life, I knew no peace, and death has been no reprieve. This is the spirit. Leave now, or share the fate of those who have found their ends here. So I can leave, or attack the definitely evil ghost. Attack the ghost. The luminous spirit hisses angrily floats across the chamber towards you. It's a vengeful spirit. Although, admittedly, most of its vengeance is due to things that happened centuries ago and for which no one with any responsibility is around. I've got just, just a little bit of vengeance for being slightly annoying. It's, it's, it's piling all the vengeance onto me. All the vengeance for everything. Just, just, just general venging. Alright, it's a plus five. The spirit gropes at you. Oh no. A groping spirit? Is this the ghost of Jimmy Savile? The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body for 13 damage and is slain. 5 XP. The restless spirit that haunted the tower is no more. You make a careful search of the carnage-strewn chamber and discover many items hidden amongst the bones. Right, I'll just take the good stuff. And there's some bad stuff. Some moderate stuff. Alright, leather gauntlets. Most of it's pretty terrible. 40 gold and then 23 gold. When you're finished, you carefully descend the stairs and make your way out of the tower. Once outside, you quickly set foot on your way. Right, and if I bump into anyone, I'll tell them, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, this tower, this tower, not haunted anymore. You can, you can take it apart, use it to build some buildings." Yeah, might as well because it'll probably attract another ghost if you leave it there. Keep exploring. All right, now I'm going to pause until something turns up once more. Here's something a bit new, not an assassin, but it's something. On a wainy spring afternoon, on the edge of a small lake in western Tosa, you discover the entrance to a crumbling crypt. You cautiously part the vines and bramble that cover the entrance to reveal a narrow set of stone steps descending into the earth. Let's go enter this crypt. You cautiously descend the narrow set of stone steps and enter the musty crypt.
thin strands of daylight filter down from the opening high above. Now a set of stone steps descends into the opening. You proceed with great caution through the musty, twisting passages of the ancient crypt. You every sense alert for the first sign of danger. I think there's going to be someone dead here. Oh, no, it's a wax swarm. They swore over you an attack. And for extra damage, sword damage. A good number of the wicked denizens still need to be vanquished within the crypt. Oh, I probably shouldn't have entered here with no NR. No Neville Reserve remains. The far end of this wide alcove, crowning a tier dais, is an ornate sarcophagus. Dozens of ghoulish faces adorn the sides of the massive stone object. It serves as the final resting place of some forgotten soul. Loot o'clock! Oh, I must clear out the remaining creatures that stalk the halls of this ancient crypt before you will be able to open the sarcophagus. Okay, it's not loot o'clock, it's probably about 15 to loot. Here's a caped skeleton. And it is slain. Can I can I west somewhere here? Yeah, I can west. I only restore my stamina points though. Enter the crypt. There's another wax swarm. Gotta take them down. 4xp. Yeah, there's a lot of things hiding in this crypt. Good number left. Two ghoul lords. That should hope narrow it down a bit. Still a good number remain. Alright, now I'm in the southeast corner. It's a 5 by. It's a 5 by 5 grid. This little, little maze. It's a little equipped. And I'm pretty sure it's random. Well, random more or less, but you know, with few rules that everything's connected and all that. Set against the wall. The passage here is a large stone chest. The weight, lid of their weighty chest is adorned with numerous carved figures. Each one's grotesque, almost anomic in appearance. A faint greenish glow surrounds the chest. As your front leg draws close to the surface, a crackling field of blue energy envelops the chest. You wisely hop backwards. Alright, so we've got a chest and a sarcophagus that we will be able to explore once everything's cleared out of this, this little crypt. With all its monsters and its rats and undead. Where are you? Oh, there's the wax swarm. Don't make your appearance, you little monsters. And your big monsters. Yeah, it might be about, no, 40 or so things hanging around here. Here's something slain. There's no, there's no way to... There's a sarcophagus. That's got in the north-west corner. It's a headless corpse. Think it would be easy, but no. Still takes some. Still takes a bit of stabbing, because it's too stupid to know it's dead. Three glowing skeletons. Take those. Still a good number of wicked denizens remain. 
It was wandering around looking for some evil to fight for wailing ghouls. You'll do. You'll get stabbed. Quite a few creatures left to be slain. Alright, we're making progress. We are making progress. Three greater ghouls. Well, you're not that great. Quite a few creatures left. Alright, the headless corpse. Keep wandering about. Still quite a few of these little critters remain. Gotta purge this crypt. And then I can go after the boss in the sarcophagus. Well, or whatever's in the sarcophagus, but you know the crypt rules. It's very rare indeed for you to wade a sarcophagus and not have oh, only a handful left now we're getting very close to the end probably about five or so more battles maybe even less than that three wailing ghouls handful still remain now do i get more progress for defeating groups small still a small handful Uh, wandering about two fiery phantasms they are also slain you have vanquished the last creature stalking the passages of this ancient crypt locate the sarcophagus and open it if you dare and I do dare you spend a few moments resting your judging your equipment before once again setting off through the ancient crypt well I can't use magic to heal because that's all depleted Probably should have healed it, went west, started exploring and let it recover. Open the sarcophagus. You struggle against the heavy stone in the sarcophagus and eventually succeed in pushing it back far enough to reveal what it has for so long prote protected. What rises out of the open tomb is truly nightmarish. A skeleton in a tattered blue robe with small pits of dried flesh still clinging to the stark white skull climbs out of the sarcophagus and clatters across the floor towards you. The horrifying undead figure raises its hands as it approaches and its fleshless fingers crackle with energy. Oh dear, I must have set up some sort of necromantic seal when I opened the sarcophagus. Undead sorcerer. The undead sorcerer reaches out to touch you. Okay, so we've had touchy skeleton. We've had skeletons that touch and ghosts that grope. Honestly, some of the undead are just, just, just kind of gross. 4 XP, 16 XP to general. The Lord of the Crypt now vanquished. You move over and peer into the open sarcophagus. Alright, there's some stuff I can loot here. Okay, one thing that was worth anything. Oh, and 19 gold tokens, and then 36 gold tokens. When you are last certain you haven't overlooked anything, you adjust your equipment and prepare to set out on, on your way. Well done, Sir Crokington. You defeated the Lord of this crypt. You leave this place confident that the evil that long roamed the hordes of this ancient crypt has been forever vanquished. And the world outside is that much safer because of it. 
Alright, now there's that chest. We can probably open that now. Because those are the walls. Defeat defeat the big the undead boss and you can loot all that stuff. I could check the chest for traps, but I don't know freely. I think once I've got the gold bounty for the Phantom Assassin, I think that's the first thing I'll learn. There's just so many uses for thievery. Many of them not acquiring other people's stuff. Open the chest. A cloud of green gas emups from the chest. The moment you begin lifting the lid, of course it's trapped. You gag and your vision blurs as the noxious fumes begin to overwhelm you. Picking a number. Bonus of 16. Gotta get 50 or more. Or choke and die. Pick now. 88 success. You stagger back several feet. And collapse against the wall of the passage. Barely able to breathe. The vitality of your constitution has spared you the more ravaging effects of the noxious gas. When you have sufficiently recovered, return to your feet and step forward to behold the, the open chest, now stripped of its last defence. You peer down into the open chest, your eyes scouring the contents of the ancient stone container. Alright, there's some things I can take that have any value. Most lot of terrible weapons. I mean, terrible as in not good at being weapons, not terrible as in terrible to be attacked by. Yep, yep. And some terrible armor too that provides no extra defense. It's not better than being naked. Alright, 35 gold and 75 gold. Please note, you will not be able to return here to loot the chest. You must take all you want right now. At last, satisfied you have overlooked nothing of interest within the chest, you once again set off on your way. Alright, that is, that is what those ancient crypts are like. There's an infinite number of those scattered across the wilds. Time to rest. Move away, continue on my way. Alright, now I'm going to restore myself before I do more exploring the realms at random. Now with full magic and full health. And there's another bandit. Alright, I'll pause once again until something turns up. On a bright autumn afternoon in a small forest clearing west of the city of Bakwar, you come across something quite unexpected. You happen upon a sturdy tent crafted out of the hides of several large animals. You cautiously approach and discover that despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search, you infer no further clues as to the entity for whoever was last here. You make note of this location and silently vow to return here too. So, okay. And west. And save. And let's get back there to the hide tent. Upon your return to the location of the high tent, discover that it is no longer vacant. A broad-shouldered man, with a black patch covering his left eye, steps out of the tent and draws a short sword. 
No peace for the wicked amongst us, alas. Suppose it serves me right after the life I've lived. No matter, though, for you'll never collect any bounty they've seen fit to attach to my head. Without another word, the man throws himself at you, raining down upon you a series of well-placed strikes with murderous glee. It's goblin eye. And he's got that goblin rage and human rage. And he's a plus 14. Okay, this is a toughie. Melee scry. Dodge, melee plus, dodge, melee plus, dodge, melee plus. Oh, oh, foot 16. You stab at your enemy. How does he attack? The enemy, the goblin eye slashes at you with his short sword. The enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 29 damage. Yeah, melee scry. Melee scry, melee scry, melee scry, melee scry, melee scry, melee scry, melee scry. Melee scry. Yeah, he's nearly done. Nearly, nearly. And, ah, slain. Okay, it took pretty much my entire... It took all the magic I have, but Goblin Eye has gone down. 134 XP. Goblin Eye collapses to the ground to your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You take the Grim Trophy with you to surface evidence of Goblin Eye's death. Took a quick search of Goblin Eye's corpse and turn up the following. Goblin Eye's short blade. It's unmatched. It's not magic. 5 minute waiting. This is the short sword you took from Goblin Eye after defeating him. This weapon is of unmatched quality. They'll definitely take it. 317 gold tokens. When you're ready, you set out for Twinge Keep. Goblin Eye's head, disturbingly enough, now tucked safely in amongst your belongings. Upon your arrival at the Twinned Keep, you are met in the courtyard outside the main tower by the captain of the guard and six of his men-at-arms. The guardsmen are elated to discover the last accomplice of the Phantom Assassin has seen an end to his murderous days. The captain of the guard takes the head of Goblin Eye, and is immediately granted an audience with Thane Pond, to whom he presents the grim trophy on your behalf. You are quickly ushered into the Thane's private chambers. Woodwine or Paleo? Thane Pond asks as you are ushered into his private chambers, high in the main tower of Twin Keep. He gazes you expectantly, as if waiting up, waiting a long sought after answer to some dire question of state. Er, uh, Woodwine. Might have guessed as much, he smiles, decanting a sizable helping of, a, of the strong spirit into a small silver vessel. Nothing like a bit of the old jitters to warm oneself. He hands you the vessel and takes the seat opposite as he downs his own serving of the spirit, what approaches unnerving swiftness. Now, Sir Crokington, he says, setting his vessel down and leaning back into his chair. Tell me all about this goblin eye. You are kind enough to bring round for us. Thane Pond listens with great interest as you relate to him your encounter with and subsequent defeat of Goblin Eye. He nods approving, approvingly as you give him the final details leading up to return to Twin Keep. Well, you did away with that wretch in the wild, he says. 
who spared us the public spectacle this hanging would undoubtedly provide. This city and the kingdom at large, large, mind you, needs no such spectacles these days. There is enough bloodshed in our midst. Fine showing, Sir Quokington. Thane Porrand wises and again congratulate Junior's success. Meeting you in a shoulder cross. There we have it, he says proudly. I know of no words that can faithfully echo my astonishment and the enormity of your accomplishment. Yet even now there remains the final loose thread, sulking in some dark hole, stewing in murderous thought and plotting an altogether futile but dangerous revenge. We shall no doubt find our man. The final leg of the hunt begins. 512 experience to general and the 2000 gold, gold bounty. Following a hearty meal, you retire for the night within the protective walls of Trind Keep. You rise with the dawn and bid farewell to Thane Pond as you once again prepare to set out in search of the Phantom Assassin. The All Father look after you, the Thane calls. After you as, you as you depart. Alright, definitely got a west. And save. Now I'm going to pause until we turn up something. On a bright summer afternoon, in the deep valley in northern Tysa, you come across a band. The camp of a band of rugged outlaws. You've heard tell of this disputable bunch recently launching raids. Raids on travel routes in the vicinity. The attacks have been particularly brutal, leaving many dead in their wake. So far, this cool group has long managed to elude capture. You count ten bandits in the camp, not counting the man who appears to be their leader. Well, let's attack these bandits. You stride into the midst of the Bangley camp and boldly inform the group of Rufus brigands that their days of unchecked plunder are at an end. At first, your appearance is greeted with some silence. Then the leader of the outlaws rises from neck next to a small campfire and orders his men to cut you down. You draw your teeth. Well, do I? You, you grit your teeth? Do I have teeth? I don't think I do. If I had teeth, I would grit them and, sta and staunchly hold your ground as the bandits, bandits draw their weapons and quickly move to heed their leader's command. A total of ben ten bandits remaining in camp. Four of the rugged outlaws move forward to engage you, while the leader stands back, watching the brutal melee unfold. I'll just stab these. They brutally assail you with a mix of weaponry, and they are down. Step over your slain enemies and prepare to battle the remaining outlaws. And that was nine XP. Two rugged outlaws. They brutally assail me. Stab, stab. Down they go. Four rugged outlaws. And there we go. Only the bandit leader remains. He unsheaths his longsword and strides brazenly in your direction. An exaggerated sneer affixed to his scowling face. Uh, you lost all your men in about in about two minutes. Yish to surrender. Or one. Or both. I'll have your head fall, he scowls. It's an outlaw swordmaster. 
and this is a plus 13 difficulty, so I'll use the power of Phase Gate. You phase yourself directly into the enemy's blind spot. Okay, I can give you an adjustment to your combat wall. Alright, and I'm using this because I kind of want to boost gating a bit. And it is, they are slain. 38 XP. With a quick search of the bandit's Libra corpse and discover the following. Sturdy longsword. 80 gold tokens. Though a search for the camp in the west of the slain bandits reveals the following. 50 gold, 61 gold, and some equipment. Which I'll, I'll take the good stuff. Oh, and tw another 12 gold. When you're certain you haven't overlooked anything, you leave the camp and once again set off on your way. Secure in the knowledge these brigands will never again prey upon the innocent. Alright, and now west. And back to it and save. Back to exploring the realms at random. And just one left to go. No, leave these travellers be. Alright. Take down four ogres. Right now, pause until something turns up. On a frosty winter evening, on the outskirts of a small village north of the Moonshore Crossroads, counter something. Oh, it's one of those gems. Another 16 XP. Alright, pause again. On a frosty winter morning, in a decaying wood in northern Tulsa, you encounter something quite unexpected. Happened upon the rotting remains of an overturned wagon that has recently been employed as a makeshift shelter. A search of the area reveals signs of recent activity, and you begin to believe you may at last have discovered the hidden wilderness lair of Edwin Southwanner, the Phantom Assassin. In the fading light of day, you decide to seek shelter for the night on more hospitable ground. Prevail to return here with morning's first light and resume the hunt. Alright, back to a safe location. West. Need to west. Save. Need to do that. Alright, let's go get this phantom assassin. Return to the overturned wagon. Return to the location of the overturned wagon. To your dismay, you find the site still unoccupied. A quick search of there reveals that someone has been here since your last visit. But presently there is no sign of anyone in or about the makeshift camp. For several hours you lurk on the outskirts of the camp, watching for any sign of the occupant's return. As the light of day begins to fade and the shadows of the surrounding trees grow long, you begin to feel less at ease in such a remote, desolate haunt and start to think about seeking shelter for the night in a safer, more hospitable place. Waiting for me? The soft voice from behind causes your heart to skip three beats. You spin on your heel, and much to your surprise, find no one on the spot from which the sinister voice shouted only moments ago. You move too slowly to be of any real use, continues the soft voice, this kind coming from the direction of the turned wagon. Do you think you're the first of the bounty hunters to find my last refuge? Nay, and I would play the fool to believe you will be the last. You spin around, 
desperate to set your eyes upon the source of your voice, but again no one is there. With your heart racing, you draw yourself into a defensive stance, your every muscle tensed, and your every sense desperately seeking any sign of your unseen foe. You do yourself a great injustice, speaks the voice, coming from somewhere in the vicinity of the wagon. There's no doubt more and lot more profit to be had for the likes of you in wading dragons, lairs, than there is in bringing prosecution upon one who seeks merely to ply the trade for which his skills have been honed. I beg you to consider the fallacy of your mission. Still, I confess to know a little about you, Sir Crokington. Or perhaps you go by some other name in the wilds. How this fear colour had come to know your name you cannot fathom, but the very sound of it passing from his lips makes your blood run cold. Well, colder, in my case. <laughs> Only a year ago, I leaned over you while you slept, continues the voice of your yet-to-be-slim foe. Any and all whom upon my interest falls would do well to shutter the window, and bar the door before succumbing to sleep's allure. There is nothing quite so silent as an open window or an oiled hinge. Your heart skips a beat of the assassin's bold revelation, and while you cannot substantiate the merit of this shocking claim, there is a reason to doubt a man who you never before met but so readily knows your name. Surprised, this is the voice, when an assassin watches you sleep so quickly too. It's perhaps time to reconsider the company you keep. Alas, for something inexplicable stayed my hand that night. I have yet to account for the reason behind such an egregious lapse in judgment. The end result of which stands before me here and now. Yet if I were you, I would put a cautious eye to those who you are so quick to call friend. One needn't draw steel across flesh to bloody their hands. Several tense moments follow, during which you scour the makeshift camp for any sign of the assassin. Suddenly, the soft voice again rings out, this time to your left. And so, here we have it. I will deliver your head to Thane Poland, this is the voice. Long as that glorified mercenary sought to thrust my neck into a noose, I'll sooner find myself unexpectedly outmatched and sent to the graves by the likes of you than march to the scaffold at an unaccountable minion of the crowd. You will never take me alive. A sudden rush of footsteps sends your heart racing. You steer yourself for combat as a tall, shadowy figure suddenly comes into view, bounding and darting in your direction. You are about to engage the Phantom Assassin. And he's tough. These are 17 rolls, so normal fighting won't work here. I shall use Melee Scry. You channel your powers to divination to foresee and dodge your enemy's caps. 
Three melee rating this round. Okay, keep melee squaring. Oh, God. He resisted? He's not supposed to resist. He swipes at you with his long-bladed knife. Your enemy smashes through your defences. Okay, let's keep trying. Melee squire. Well, I didn't do any damage at all. Hmm, hmm, maybe this is... Okay, melee squire isn't working. Maybe... Impenetrable shield. Oh, no, 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 not that. Impenetrable shield. Uh, I'm not not getting any damage in, and I don't have any way to other powers. Never energy blast. He resists that too. Okay, I've been killed. Well, it is the Phantom Assassin. Is uh, I don't have any damaging powers. Hmm. No, I'll, I'll pause. I'll try a few more times while I'm paused. Well, I did manage to defeat the Phantom Assassin. It took a lot of turns, and I had to use the Blessings of Protection that give you two to three turns of immunity from damage and a lot of luck, and using Neville Energy Blast. But he is down. And I got 262 experience, 150 of it to destruction. The assassin staggers forward and slumps to the ground at your feet. You waste no time setting up the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of his death. A thorough search for the assassin's hideout reveals a large amount of gold hidden in cloth backs beneath the overturned wagon that served as his shelter. Two thousand nine hundred and thirty-eight gold. You also discover the following items which you can take, and I will. An unidentified plain blackstone wing. Glittering long knife. This long knife once belonged to Idrin Southrunner, better known as the Phantom Assassin. You took it from the vile outlaw's corpse after killing him. This weapon is of magical quality. And also, I am going to equip it. Because it's a stabbing weapon. And that's what and that's what Sir Crokeyton uses for now. And the boost of agility will also come in handy. It's now a 19. And three Kepek elixirs, which will come in handy. That's everything looted from him. I don't know what the Phantom Possession was going to do with all that gold. It's not like there's anyone he could ever, you know, shop at. Because, well, he'd either be killing them... Or they would be um, running away from him very, very fast. Probably both. With your gruesome to trophy safely tucked away amongst your belongings, you set out on a trek to Twithick, eager to turn to Trind Keep, and present Thane Pond the evidence of your victory over 
one of the age's most feared killers. A grand reception follows your triumphant return to Trimmed Keep, and news of your victory spreads quickly throughout the kingdom. Following a series of extravagant feasts, at which you are the guest of honour, you are summoned to Thane Point's private chambers high in the keep's main tower. The Thane presents you with a bounty on Inkland Southwater, and again congratulates you on your remarkable success. 10,000 gold tokens. Let that serve as a close to a particularly dark chapter, he says, offering you a vessel of root wine. I'm certainly glad to once again count you among my allies, Sir Crokington. Days to come, I fear I may call upon, may again call upon you. And I pray that our friendship continues to survive the unsettling circumstances in which we seem to become entangled. Thane finishes his wood wine and rises to refill his silver vessel. The, say, the saying goes, Sir Crokington, that two servings of the jitters are sitting do witting things, do wicked things for ten, he says, as he pours a second helping of the potent spirit. If that be so, we best be on our guard and be your vassal. Congratulations, Sir Crokington. Beyond all hope, you've succeeded in bringing the phantom assassin and all members of his murderous band to justice. Here is an experience reward for your truly heroic effort. 4,096 experience to general. Well done. And that... Oh, there. Someone's following me. But I'm not going to do that quite yet. I'll just leave that. Confront a lad who seems to be following you? Not yet. Now... Now I've got enough general experience to learn some more magic. And that will bring it up, bring the magics I know to seven. Which will mean I'll be able to get the last of them. The, visit the Grey Circle compound. Seek to enter the compound. Alright. Seek magical training, oh, not elementalism, not that. Do I have illusion yet? No, I don't. I'll go for um, illusion. Decided to seek instruction in neville art of illusion. Seek to acquire the power to, of illusion. Seeking to acquire the power of illusion, it's five. 1,120 experience, I spend that, there we are, seven spears of magic learned. Now what was that ring we got? Use a Carnu again, ring of long shadows, well that looks fancy. That has a melee rating of five and an agility of five. This is the enchanted wing of the long braced finger of Idwin Southrunner, better known as the Phantom Assassin. Now, which wing to get rid of? Well, I think my weakest one is the gold wing of Valor. So get rid of that. 
Got the wing of long shadows. All right, that gets my MR all the way up to 79. Anyway, that. So in the so in the next adventure, we'll be going down to Dagger Spire and ultimately learning elementalism. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.